I'm going to say it's been probably a month now. And a gal saw me through the window, came running into the restaurant. And her best friend, who I helped out a while ago, I mean, it's got to be 10 years now, says, do you know she is totally clean of cancer? She had four-stage lung cancer. It's, it's just amazing. I mean, that literally happened. My husband was sitting right there and another couple I was sitting with. And she came running in to tell me that story. <laughs> so, you know, I, I you know, it's... I worked hard at it. I, I slowed down a little bit because, if, you know, you get um, emotionally involved and it's um, very hard. It is. Sometimes because a lot of people come to you when they're um, ready to die two weeks later. Exactly. And then you fall in love with them and your heart goes out and then you just, you know, you just feel bad. And so I had to slow down a little bit. Yeah. Well, can can you tell your story, please? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to put the phone down for a second. I want to go somewhere where I can sit. Okay, so hang on. Hang on. I'm going to go in my office. Hang on. Okay. Okay. Hi. Hi. I don't have any notes or anything. So no, that's all right. Just I a story of, in your own words. Okay. Our, tell me when. Okay, anytime. What, you know, start with what year you were diagnosed and what you went through and all that kind of stuff and what you ended up doing after you had no hope. Um, hi, I'm Patty, and I um, was diagnosed in '03, so it's been a while. And um, I uh, had cancer, and I was over-radiated and uh, double chemo and um, ended up kind of in a mess. Uh, eight years after that, I had another cancer in the exact same spot that... Um, was the cause from the cause from the radiation itself. That's when um, a friend of mine told me about you, Larry, and um, and you taught me a lot of things. And I started researching and started a whole new process. So the second time around, I wasn't stupid. I was smart. Uh, I did it myself with um, the help of you, Larry, and and. Um, my other friend, and and uh, and by research, and um, it was really quite miraculous. And I guess to pay back um, my cure, I started helping others and spreading the word. Um, it's a hard thing to do because a lot of the people that come to you for help um, are already too far along, and they come to you out of desperation, which is you know a very hard thing to deal with. But I, I would say out of probably, um, I don't know, 40 people that I met with where I would spend seven or eight hours with them at my home, teaching them um, not just about cesium, um, but about diet, which I'm very good at. Uh, I, I've done so much research. I have binders of things that you can do to um, help yourself out. And um, have worked with people that actually um, changed their lives, like I did, and they're cured. Um, I, I ran into a woman. I was at a restaurant with my husband and another couple, and a lady saw me through the glass and came running in and said, do you know that um, Tammy is clean? She had four-stage lung cancer. Um, because of you. It's all because of you. You taught her all of that. And I never like to take credit because it's not mine to take. It's, it's God's um, guiding me 
to various people. So, um, and, and so I've heard this many times from various people. I had a seminar once to teach people because I was getting so many phone calls. Um, and it, it's a blessing. So what I guess I would like to say in this, I, I, I can't tell you every single story because I'm not prepared. I got this phone call kind of as a surprise. But um, call Larry <laughs> because um, they're, they're, they changed the structure of the cesium. Um, and I, I don't know about that yet. I have not um, gotten there yet because I just found out about that. Um, but change your, your diet. It change how you are spiritually. Um, whether you believe in God or not, um, God made you with the power to cure yourself. And he may do it by guiding you somewhere. Um, and I was um, sent to Larry. So thinking positive. Um, and I can't get into it because you'll think I'm crazy. Uh, not really. <laughs> well, um, I, um, I read a lot of books. And the most powerful one and the best lesson of all was I have a white rice story. It's an experiment. Um, I don't know how long I have to speak, Larry, if you want me to tell. No, no you can take as long as you want here. <laughs> okay. You cook some rice, and you cook it all the same. And then you have three sterilized jars that, are, that you, you know, boiled, just like you were canning. And you let them cool off, and you keep them right next to your stove. When the rice cools down, you don't want to turn it into mush. You want to just have, just like you would want to eat it, white rice. And you take a sterilized scoop, and you scoop an equal amount into each jar. When it cools down, you put the lid on it. And this is about mind. This is about how God made you, okay? That's what this lesson is. So you take and you write... Um, you can write it on a sticky note and put it on the jar. You can write, do it with your label machine. You can write it with a marker. You write on one jar, love. The next jar, you write hate. And the other jar, you put nothing. And you take and put them in different uh, places in your home. Uh, not severely different because you don't want to say, oh, well, because that was in my garage and it was cold. The wire, you, know. you, you want to keep it somewhere in your house where you have access to it. So you... Um, Spend your time loving the love jar. Don't pick it up and shake it or anything. Just actually, you can put your hand on it. You can pray with it. You can tell it how beautiful it is. You, can, you just love that jar. And then when you pass by the hate jar, you say nasty things to it. And then the other jar you don't look at, the lonely jar you don't look at. You just don't pay attention to it. And then over the course of time, now I did this experiment with four other couples. So they were families. My family was all involved in these other four couples. They were all involved. In, um, and eventually you will see the hate jar turn black. The rice will turn moldy, and it starts to grow in the jar. And it takes over kind of like the devil would. or just It just looks horrible. And then secondly, my... A lonely jar started to turn black. Like about a week later, it started to turn black. And my love jar did not turn black. In fact, my love jar, <laughs> believe it or not, went for three or four months. My husband goes, okay, can, can we be done with this experiment now? I, so I, I put the jar underneath the sink. Okay, so are we ready? Yep. Okay. 
So I just got cut off accidentally, and so here I am again. So now my love jar is under the sink, and I would peek at it every once in a while and kind of whisper, I love you, (laughs) and I didn't forget you, and my love jar never turned black. So so moving forward, the, the experiment continues where you don't write on the jar. You actually just have intent meaning you have your three jars and you know that's your love jar and you're loving it and then you're, love, you're hating your hate jar and your other jar you're ignoring. And the same thing happens just with intent and not speaking, just thinking about hate or thinking about love. The jars do the exact same thing in about the exact same time. Now, I find that remarkable. I don't know if your audience does or whoever is listening to this. I I find that remarkable. So imagine the fact that you're taking, let's say, cesium and enzymes and vitamin C and all this stuff, or you're prepping your food. Imagine thinking about your food as your healer and blessing it and loving it while you're prepping it. Instead of saying, oh, I have to make dinner tonight. Oh, gosh, I don't have time for this. Oh, uh, uh, uh. And complaining about it. Imagine if you just loved your own healing. And when you look at, Go ahead, I'm sorry. And when you look at yourself in the mirror, you love yourself. Okay? Whether your hair is falling out or not, you love yourself and see yourself as well. And write it on your chest if you want to. Put it on a T-shirt. I am well. I am blessed. I declare victory. And, and, and believe that instead of hating yourself for losing your hair or whatever it is you're going through. Um, and pay attention to yourself. So I put intentions all over my house. I'm just like I was speaking earlier. I taped them up on my mirror. I put them in my closet. Tape them to my closet door. I, I, I put them in the kitchen, on the refrigerator, everywhere. I put intentions, good things, that I want to happen to me and with me and to remind me to stay there in that mode of loving myself and blessing myself. And just as you also know, if you bless others and teach others, you're healing yourself at the same time. So anytime you say a prayer for somebody, somebody that's hurting or you're helping or you invite them into your home and they're a stranger and you're helping them heal from cancer because you learned the hard way, um, it's, it's really a wonderful thing and it's a healing power for yourself. So that's really my story. So I have people knocking on my door all the time wanting to learn. And to me, before you can even take stuff, you really have to learn what this part Yep. Because this part is what leads you to Larry's part. Yep. And and helping Larry's part to heal yourself. And and read and and communicate with people that are in the same boat. It's not fun. Um but there is a way around it, even if you just think about being healthy. Yes. Just think about it. I don't care what the doctors tell you. If I believe what the doctors told me, I would not be here. Yeah, what, were you, what was the cancer you were diagnosed with? Well, I'm, it's embarrassing for a woman to say I had anal cancer, uh-huh. which is what Farrah Fawcett had. See, that makes it sound prettier, right? Right. Um, <laughs> I had the cancer that Farrah Fawcett had. Unfortunately, she didn't make it through. Um, and fortunately, 
um, with the blessing of God, I, I did. What, what hope did the doctors give you? Um, well, they say that it's curable, um, and, but she didn't survive through it. So I'm not sure what um, made mine um, happen. It was a squamous cell. Uh-huh. And, and by the way, uh, there's a, another product you should um, be helping people with. It's called Curederm BEC5. And you use it on basal cell, squamous cell, um, and four other cancers I can't pronounce very well. You get a booklet with it. It teaches you how to do it. Um, and I've been, I do it because I was born and raised in a family that gets skin cancer. Yeah, I, I have a product called uh, Basal Relief. Okay, I don't, I know nothing about that. So you can speak to everybody about that, which I'd love to read about that too. Um, this was developed in um, Europe. A lot of good things um, are developed in Europe, as we know. Um, and I, so I, I, I have a little basal cell on my nose right now, and I'm working on mine with my cream and my Band-Aid, my little covering. And it's, you have to have a lot of uh, nunquatos to, to do it yourself, uh, which I do. And, um, and, and I've cured myself many, many skin cancers that they've cut out on me um, by, that came back um, by using this cream. Yeah, so. a, a pharmacist invented this here in the U.S., and uh, we had to take down the picture because of the FDA, but a lady had basil, uh, probably the size of a dime, right under her lower eyelid, which is a very touchy area. Sure. And uh, she couldn't use the Band-Aid method. She just put a drop, and that's all it took is a drop because a, a drop would go a long ways. It's a liquid. And, and kind of rubbed it in a little, and, and just three weeks, it basically was gone. I have a picture of before and after, which I can send people in an email, but I can't put it on my site without getting a negative review from the FDA. Yeah, email me that information, will you? Okay. Yeah, you have my email. Yeah. Um, and, uh, because I'd like to read about that. I'd like to know what the properties are in it. Um, so, yeah, but you, have to do, you do have to watch out for your eyes. Uh, and take care of your eyes. <laughs> Do not put, get anything near your eyes. So, or, or you don't want to put it on your lips either. You can do the edge of your lip, but you have to be very, very careful how you do it. And the more you do it, the faster it goes away. Yep, yep. And, and, and um, the BEC Curederm is, um, it, it goes after only the bad cells. Yeah, that this does too. And so it, you have your good cells left, which yeah, is it's phenomenal. A, it's a form of... Uh, I. I it, what I sell is not a form of, but it re- reacts to the cancer just like black salve. Just like what? Black salve. Okay. I haven't heard of that either. Yeah. Well, that that's one of those things that uh, it really does work. It really does destroy the cells, but it's extremely painful. Um, I, uh, I used it on my left forearm where I had uh, some kind of sarcoma, uh, skin cancer or something. I never had it diagnosed, but uh, since the stuff only worked on uh, or reacted to the actual cancer cells, I rubbed it over my left forearm, and only the spots that were cancerous actually reacted. And when they mm-hmm. reacted, uh, they kind of started blowing up in like a, a blister um, in just in that one area. Well, over a period of time, not really knowing what I was doing and nobody really to coach me, um, the cancer went all the way to the bone in two places, and I didn't wasn't aware of that when I started. 
but I was shortly after I started because I had holes. I had two spots on my left forearm that were all the way to the bone. Uh, yeah, I, I had that on my hand. Yeah, and it all came back, you know, when it was all dead. It just, you know, there's a certain thing you have to do to uh, get your skin to come back without scabbing over and everything. And sure enough, uh, I got scars on my left forearm, but my left forearm looks just like my right forearm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you definitely have to follow through all the way. As long as it's reacting, you keep going. Exactly. And you keep going. And then when, the, like, mine is closing in right now. Um, I'm on my third month, um, and, and it's closing in, and I don't let the skin dry over it or whatever. I always use my septic, and I... I wipe it with a cotton ball, and I put more on, and you just keep going and going till the skin is perfect because yep. you want it to heal from underneath up. Yep. If, if you scab it, then no medicine can get down in there to fix it. And it knows. It goes in cycles, and you can kind of tell when it's eating away, and it's kind of scary, yep. and then all of a sudden <laughs> it pauses for at least 14 to maybe so two weeks to three or four weeks. It'll pause and just keep going, yep. but not eating more. It just kind of stays the same, and you go, okay, I guess it's done, but don't say that. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then um, it starts to close in from under. The little holes start to just get smaller from underneath, and they work their way right up to the surface. And, the, and as soon as it looks like baby's butt skin, a baby's butt, nice and smooth and pretty, it'll be pink, though. Um, then, then I do it another week longer just to make sure, and then I take my Band-Aid off, and I protect it whenever I go outside and garden or work out. Um, I, I put a Band-Aid over it to make sure the sun can't get to that for, you know, well, you don't ever want the sun to really get to, to your uh, your your wound of any sort. Right. So you, I, I wear a visor and I, I protect it. And, and then after a year, the pink kind of goes away. That looks like you're, you have perfect skin. Yep. Well, I got pretty ugly scars, but it, it was worth the scars to get rid of the cancer. But I had a, one spot that went to the bone was two inches by three inches. Wow. It, it, you talk about scary when chunks of your dead flesh came out. <laughs> no, I get, I get it. Sometimes you have to use a little, like, um, you know how they, you have a uh, floss, mm-hmm. water floss, uh-huh. and you can put it on the lowest degree, and you can put antiseptic in the little floss maker and use it just for this purpose, and 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 just let it, the water squirt down into the hole to bring up that dead debris. It's dead. It'll go faster. Yeah. Um, it, it hurts oh, when yeah. you do it. Yeah. But but you know you just pray about it. Yeah. Hey, this doesn't hurt. Mm, you know because <laughs> it's all in your head. Your healing is in your head. Believe it or not. And and so um, and where I learned about my white rice experiment was um, uh, through a book written by a Japanese author. I wish it's been a while now, so I can't remember his name, Amiyoto or something unique. And, um, and he started with water. It started with snowflakes. He was studying snowflakes um, to help architects build bridges and structures. And then he, he realized the power of water. So he started magnifying the melted snowflakes, and he started looking at the water under microscopes in, let's say, a church. And the water would just have beautiful rings. 
If he took it to a rock concert, it looked like broken glass. And, and this is under a high-powered microscope. And so then that's when he started going towards um, food, seeing if he could change the structure of food to make it you know, healthier. And, and whatever, that's when he discovered the white rice and the, and the power of your own a mind that is a gift. Remember, Jesus Christ told us, I'm making you in my likeness. He, he's making us in his likeness, and he's powerful, so, and so are you. And that's what this experiment teaches you. It's just amazing. It changed my life. Yeah. Well, we are electrical beings, and thought is a, uh, a frequency. So oh, yes. it all makes sense. Yes, yeah. So have something that keeps you in the power of healing, even if you have to go buy a little mini um, thing that attaches to your waistband. That, and you can set it to vibrate every three minutes, let's say, to remind you of something. And that is breathing from your gut and relaxation. And that is also listening to your own power of health. Right. I am that I am, meaning I am healed I am. I am pretty I am. I am healthy I am. I am whatever it is you want to be. That little vibration comes and puts you back until pretty soon you understand that you are there permanently yep. because you know how to do it. Um, so I, I teach people that just on the side um, as a back for what the Lord taught me. So, Well, I really do appreciate your time and your experience, and uh, I'm glad you're doing well. Yeah, well, you, you're a powerhouse, and you do well by people and you're a wonderful man and I feel blessed to know you and thank you oh you're very welcome but I don't see it that way like you said I I don't take credit for it and and when people give me that credit I kind of cringe at it (laughs) I know but you know sometimes you can say thank you because God taught you for a reason right yep he taught you for a reason so you're a great vehicle to, to health you're a great vehicle Oh, thank you, Larry. I appreciate it. All right. I appreciate you, and you stay healthy. Okay, don't forget my email. I won't. I'll get that done right now. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.